My name is Andrew Oliveros, and this is And Andrew, a Washington Commanders and Wizards podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest, a returning guest to the podcast, Nadi from DMV Sports Zone on YouTube. Nadi, thanks for coming back on the pod, man. No problem, man. This is always a joy for me, and I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Thank you, Nadi. So, a lot has happened since we last talked. I believe with the last time we talked, it was like in, in the regular season. So much change has happened. Ron Rivera is not the head coach anymore. We have a new general manager, Adam Peters, Lance Newmark, the new assistant GM, a new head coach, and Dan Quinn. Um, but now we've arrived to the NFL Draft Combine. Um, so Adam Peters and head coach Dan Quinn spoke to the media, and the big question everybody is wondering is, what are they going to do at the, at the quarterback position? Um, is it going to be Sam Howe? Are they going to pick a quarterback? Are they going to pick an offensive lineman and a quarterback later in the draft? A thing that Quinn and Peters kept talking about is, they really like Sam Howell. They're like, we love his toughness. Um, we like him as a quarterback. We like him, we like him, we like him. But there's a big but. <laughs> um, uh, Adam Peters is like, we need to go find our quarterback. So basically kind of saying like, we love Sam Howell, but we're going to go get another quarterback. Um, mm -hmm. So my question to you is, uh, my important question to you is, what do you want Washington to do? Do you think they should go get their potential next franchise quarterback at the second pick? Um, or stick with Sam Howe and build around him? As you know, Andrew, I've never really been on the Howell bandwagon. Um, I think at this point last season, everybody was talking up Sam Howe. Everybody kept referencing the one long pass that he had to Terry McLaurin on the sideline against the Dallas Cowboys in the last season or the last game of the regular season and kept talking him up, kept saying, he's the guy, he's the guy, he's the guy. And I was like, okay, guys, slow, slow your roll. Okay, let's just... Wait and see, because we've been burnt before when it comes to quarterbacks in D.C. Um, And he had a really good first half of the season. And then he had a really terrible second half of the season. And personally, I'm more comfortable going after a quarterback in this draft and trading San Howell away. In my opinion, all the talk from Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, and others about how you know Sam Howell was a good quarterback, while on the surface it might be true, I think really it's just that up his trade value and to make sure that we get something good in return for him. Um, mm. I think personally, they're going to go after a quarterback in this draft. Personally, I would also trade up to number one to get Caleb Williams. I'm in that boat. Even if it requires trading a first round pick next year, I'm sorry. If you get generational talent, like what we think Caleb Williams could be at quarterback. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, to let that go. Although I come around to Daniels at number two as well. Yeah, for sure, man. I uh, that's interesting. I have seen like I've seen some like uh, mock draft trades or whatever, and uh, they've talked about oh maybe he could go to the Jets. Robert Sala really likes him, um, or go to uh, another needy quarterback team. Because the thing with Sam Howe is like Sam Howe, he is definitely he definitely has all the attributes you want. I because this is how I basically see it. There, I feel like there are two situations with this quarterback situation. Um, the one I'd kind of like to happen, but it's not going to happen. And then what's actually going to happen. So the situation, what I would like to happen, and it's in my fantasy, my fantasy world in a way, I, what I would like to happen is because I'm, I'm kind of on the Sam Howell bandwagon. I've loved them ever since that first game, uh, that against the Cowboys at the end of the regular season, I was at that game on the sideline for the hype squad. I was literally, I talked to him before the game. I was, it was just such an amazing experience. So like, since that day, I've always been behind Sam Howell. Because, like, with Sam Howell, the thing is, like, he did have struggle. Like, he took sacks. He threw a lot of picks, right? But 
I will also say that like he, his offensive line was god awful. They were so freaking bad. They were arguably one of the worst in the in the uh, offense, the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Uh, he had no time to make plays. Yes, there were times where he took a little bit too long, and that was on him. Um, but also, I feel like even though I love I love him as a human being, and I think he's a good coach, I was very frustrated with Eric Bieniemy because I feel like he almost in a way set him up for failure in a way. The way he created his offense was like he was thinking like he still had Patrick Mahomes. Sam Howell is not Patrick Mahomes. He has the arm talent. He can run with the football, but like he's not Patrick Mahomes and does Patrick Mahomes stuff, you know? So he would just throw him back there in the pocket and be like, do something, do something magical. And that's not Sam Howell. And they don't have the offensive line to uh, to uh, do something special. So um, yeah, with Sam Howell, it's a very difficult situation. I feel like he was almost kind of evaluated unfairly with the situation he was put in, but that's life. Unfortunately, life is very unfair. So it's just kind of the way it is. Um, what will most likely happen, I think, is I think Washington drafts their potential franchise quarterback, whether that's drafting up, like you said, with Caleb Williams. I would totally be for that. If if they really believe he's the guy, I'm all for it. He's a DC kid. He actually went to high school with my uh, little cousin. My little cousin was a freshman year at Gonzaga yeah. and he was a senior. So really yeah, I mean, even now they talk about his legacy at the high school. Bro, that's awesome, man. Um, but yeah, this man is has so much amazing potential. They're like, oh, he could be another Patrick Mahomes. So that really excites me. But I, I I gotta say, I wouldn't be disappointed if they go, if they just stay at two and they take a Jaden Daniels or a Drake May. Um personally for me, I like Jaden Daniels a little bit more than Drake May because one with Jaden Daniels, he's almost kind of like a mix of Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes. He can do things with his arms and his legs. Um, and I feel like he would work better with Cliff Kingsbury. And then uh, he can get out of trouble. Like Dan Quinn's like, I want my quarterback to be tough and get out of trouble. And he, uh, he definitely can, Jaden Daniels definitely can do that. Drake May, the man has the best arm in the draft. There's no doubt about that. Um, and he's very accurate with the football, but he took a lot of sacks at UNC, you know, and that's what we don't want that. We saw that with Sam Howe. We don't want that again. Um, and he also has a slow release, throw release, and he, his floor is Daniel Jones, Danny Fumbles. I don't want Danny Fumbles on my football team. <laughs> so uh, how, do, how, do you, how do you feel about um, – I know you said you like Jaden Daniels. What do you like about Jaden Daniels, and uh, what do you think about Drake May? Yeah, I like – so with Jaden Daniels, I like a dual threat ability. I think he's very dynamic with his legs, but, you know, oftentimes when it comes to these college quarterbacks that are dynamic with their legs, sometimes they fall short when it comes to their arm talent. And I think he – I mean – he made some really good passes last year at LSU. He won the Heisman Trophy last year. He has pedigree. Um, and he's also, so some people might look at his age and his amount of experience in college as a bad thing, right? He's 23 already. He played, I believe, five years in college. But personally, I look at that as a good thing because it shows how much experience he does have. And he's, you know, he's not coming in here super fresh, eyes open, like not un or unsure on like what things are going on and stuff. He also played in the SEC as well, a very hard conference and did really well in it. Um, so personally, I like Jaden Daniels at number two. Drake May, I like him as well. I think he, I agree with you, probably outside of Caleb, he probably has the best arm talent in this draft. Um, but some of the same things we heard last year about Drake May in terms of or this year, about how last season, you know, with his weapons no longer there, he didn't have as good of a season at UNC. You know, he took a lot of sacks. These were the same things we heard about Sam Howell. And I'm okay. not saying Drake May is the Sam Howell, right, necessarily, because Sam Howell wasn't projected to 
be a top three pick that year in 2022. Although the year prior, Sam Howell was, if we, you know, if we're being tr true with ourselves. But um, I do like Drake May. He's also, what, 21 years old. So you do have the advantage or the disadvantage, depends on how you look at it, that he is a younger option for us at number two. But for me, Jaden Daniels, the pedigree, the production that he had last year, the dual threat ability, I think all those things are very appealing. And then, like you said, the Cliff Kingsbury fit. Mm -hmm, for sure. First thing about Adam Peters, he's such a he's such an interesting guy. I feel like he, like watching his like interviews and watching his clips about him, he's always smiling. He almost kind of looks like mm -hmm. the Joker. For he's always like has a smile, like like everything. I don't know if he's just like like in his own world, his own bubble. But the man yeah. is always like seems super happy. I'm like, man, this man never stops smiling. So I love that about Adam Peters. Um, but he also talked at the NFL Draft Combine and he um was asked about free agency. So uh, he was on the Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan, and they were asking him, like, what do you think about having $90 million in free agency uh, spending? And um, he had this quote that I'm going to read. It says, it's not going to be a big spending spree. We're not going to go out and blow it all, all the money in year one. We're going to build a competitive team with the right type of guys, then have a great draft after that. So from Nadi's perspective, do you think the commanders should – blow it all and go big this offseason, get all the big top prospects or budget their free agency spending like Peter's is talking about. Oh, I, I definitely agree with Adam Peters. I think you should not blow all of your money this first offseason. I think this is whatever Dan Quinn wants to call it, a recalibration, rebuild. Per personally, it's a rebuild. And, you know, it might take this year, it might take, you know, up until 2025 before we really get things going here in DC. And I think personally, you just can't spend all your money in one off season. That's just, well, when have we seen that work in the NFL? I think it's been very rare that that's worked. You got to build your team through the draft. We have plenty of draft capital to do so. Um, although if we do trade up my preferred option to get Caleb Williams, uh, we might have to give up some of that draft capital, but I think, you know, we, we are projected to have the most cap space in the NFL. We have plenty of, room to work with but at the end of the day that does not mean you have to spend every nickel and dime to make sure that we have a competitive team next year yeah for sure i mean like again talking fantasizing andrew and reality andrew fantasizing andrew i want them to go big and blow it all but that's not as the famous phrase goes rome was not built in a day you know so they gotta plan out everything think smart uh yeah. think wise think be smart with their money basically yeah um, so, uh, yeah, I definitely think they should budget their free agency spending, but there are also, there are a lot of great free agents. So, um, whichever players they choose, I really want them to be smart with that. Um, and there's a lot of talent and I feel like this team now is a lot more attractive than it used to be. Obviously with Dan Snyder, no one wanted to come here, you know? So those yeah. players like Bryce Huff from the Jets or, uh, Danielle Hunter or, uh, Brian Burns, if we could get guys like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be fantastic. Do you have a Josh Allen? Josh Allen, yes, exactly. Do you have like a favorite free agent uh coming into this soft season that you'd love the commanders to get? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, <laughs> defensive end for the Jaguars. Um, I think he would be a game changer for us. I think he would be that Michael Parsons for us in our defense, Dan Quinn, Joe Witt. Um, yeah, I think Josh Allen for sure. Although someone who personally I've seen some articles, especially from Leisure Report, talking up this possibility. And I think he needs to be talked about more in our fan base. If possible, 
Algerius Sneed would be really nice uh, here in D.C. just because of the type of season that he had last year in KC. He sneakily was one of the best cornerbacks in all of football last year. And I think he would be a similar game changer in our defensive backfield, in our um, secondary, I should say. And, um, yeah, even look at looking at things on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, a T. Higgins would be nice, although you got to worry. you got to worry about that injury history because it seems like he just never can stay healthy. And we've seen that in the past when it comes to receiver position for D.C., for the commanders. And I'm a little worried about that, especially for giving him wide receiver one money on top of already having a wide receiver one in Terry McCorn. Might be a little too expensive. And who knows? Jahan Knotson might be paid one day, depending on how he bounces back after his second season in the NFL. Um, but I wouldn't be mad about going after um, a guard or a tackle in free agency. I think personally... I would love to have a game-changing defensive end that we uh, we get in free agency, a solid, if not star, cornerback, and potentially an offensive lineman. I think if we come out of free agency with those three guys, I think I would be very comfortable. Although I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. I I think it's possibly with the amount of cap money we have. And that does not mean you have to spend every single dollar. Like you can be, you know, and the cap hits, you can manage that as well. It doesn't have to be all upfront money. But um, yeah, I think I think it would be very comfortable if that happens. I would like a linebacker, potentially. Like you could swap out a corner and bring in a linebacker, Patrick Queen from the Ravens. I think that would be a good fit. But right. Um, although I could see him going to Seattle with Mike McDonald there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those options are great. Um, we definitely have a, a lot of holes in this team on defense, offense, special teams, you name it. Every I, I feel like I feel like the biggest ones, like, yeah, we definitely need because when you look at the roster, it's just pretty, pretty insane that like for defensive end, our defensive ends are um the guy out of Clemson, KJ Henry, which he's a yeah. he's a good player and I think he can develop well. But then the next one, I was I think I was looking at the depth chart. It's Shaka Tony, but the man's suspended for a year for gambling. Yeah, yeah. We need some, we, and I, I don't believe in, like, they're okay, but what, James Smith-Williams, and um, but I don't think he's under contract. And then Casey Tuhill. Casey Tuhill. Yeah, I don't think he's under contract. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely. Andrew, remember when everybody was like, oh, Casey Tuhill was really good and limited uh, in a limited sample size, and people were thinking, oh, you know, like now that Chase Young wants to sweat or out, Casey Tuhill, he's going he's gonna to ask good production and then he did nothing yep did nothing absolutely nothing the man could not pass rush anybody he was just getting his butt kicked um but yeah and then linebacker i please, i just i i pray to god they do not bring back cody barton i know he's a guy he's a dan quinn guy but that may dan quinn talked about my players need to tackle cody barton cannot freaking tackle that man literally was just like out there as a participant he wouldn't literally he would not just he wouldn't do anything he just was like stand there and like try to tackle or just stand there and not do anything. So linebacker for sure, and then corner would be great. And getting a more Andrew, off. If if we if we did this interview like in what May May of last year, May or June of last year, mm -hmm. after the free agency period, and you asked me about all of our free agency guys that we got, so Andrew Wiley, Cody Barton, Nick Gates, um, just to name a few. Like mm -hmm. I kid you not, at that point I would have been like. I don't I didn't like I didn't like the guys, bro. Andrew Wiley, people forget, bro. Andrew Wiley had a really good postseason, right? The entire Chiefs offensive line had a really good postseason last year. Mm -hmm. But he, if you looked at his PFF statistics, if you looked at like just the game feel, 
he was not a good offensive lineman for most of that regular season. The Chiefs couldn't wait to get rid of him. But we got him because of the Eric Bieniemy connection. And mm -hmm. I, I knew that was not going to work out. Nick Gates could never stay healthy. And even when he was healthy, he wasn't that good of a center for the Giants. Mm -hmm. And then Cody Barton, I mean, Seahawks couldn't wait to get rid of him. They brought it. They brought back. Uh, didn't they bring back Bobby Wagner, a thirty-plus-year-old yeah. Bobby Wagner, who had an okay season last year? But he, I mean, Seahawks are in no rush to bring him back. So it's yeah. like it's very. I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It definitely is. But you know what? We're in a different era, a new era, and uh, I cannot wait to see what happens. And then I just have one last quick question for you. So. Uh, a, a thing that kind of exploded all over social media on Thursday, Adam Shaftery came out with a report that Josh Harris has been in each of the six quarterback interviews uh, for the commanders at the draft combine. Um, and a lot of fans have been freaking out like, oh, my gosh, this is Dan Snyder all over again. So my question to you, are fans overreacting? Yes, 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 yes. Fans are overreacting. Like I told you off off camera. I mean, I feel like fans just have PTSD from the Dan Snyder era. Amen, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, surviving that era. But um, personally, I, I'm not concerned at all that Josh Harris is involved in these interviews. I mean, this is his first go around. This is his first offseason. People forget this is his first offseason as an owner in the NFL, uh, or at least the majority owner in the NFL, right? And I feel like that needs to be taken into consideration when it comes to him sitting in on interviews. And also, we have Adam Peters, man. We have Adam Peters, a guy that, you know, most people in NFL circles think is a esteemed talent evaluator. He knows what he's doing. And I'm not worried in any way that Harris is sitting in on the interviews. He's not the one that's going to select these quarterbacks at all. We don't have to worry about that, okay? He's not a dance slider who's going to say, you know, oh, my son plays with a, a particular quarterback and we're going to draft. Like, like, he's not – that's not going to happen, okay? Adam Peters – Adam Peters is our general manager, okay? Not Josh Harris. Calm down, fans, okay? For as much as I, for as much as I'm concerned about this team in terms of the talent, in terms of the fact that Andrew, after four years, we're right back to where we started when it comes to this team. Uh, right back to where we were right before Ron Rivera got hired. Um, for as much as I'm frustrated about that, this is not something that I'm frustrated about at all. Like it, it's okay, guys. Settle down. Take a chill pill. Yeah, exactly. PTSD is 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 alive and real in uh in for the commanders. But you know what? Like how you said, stay calm. It's gonna be okay. This is not Dan Snyder. It's uh this is Josh Harris. Josh Harris is not Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder would get off his yacht, be like, uh, I want you guys to select this quarterback. But what about all the scouting? I don't care. You're selecting this quarterback. This is literally what Dan Snyder would do. He would just do it, go in there, do whatever the heck he wanted. But this is different because there's collaboration here, you know, um, and between the general manager and Adam Peters and the coaching staff and the scouts. Um, and I saw this thing. I, I saw something from John Kahn. He was going back to like an interview that Josh Harris had with someone. Um, and he was talking about like, yeah, this was back in September. He's like, I'm not going to pick any players. Do not worry. I am just going into the room to experience this. I just want to understand the process. He just wants to understand what's going on and, and become a better owner and become accustomed to what everything is like. You know, um, it doesn't mean that he's going to be making um, decisions, you know. So, uh, yeah, like you said, stay calm. It's going to be OK. I, I'm not I'm not worried at all, bro. Um I think we we're in good hands with Josh Harris. Um, although you know, I, I'm not I'm not someone who thinks he can do no wrong. 
right? I get it. This is his first offseason. Um, he, he can make mistakes. He probably will make mistakes. But at the end of the day, we have to give him some grace at this point. I mean, he, he just got started, guys. He just got started. Exactly. Uh, this is Ann Andrew, a Washington Commanders and Wizards podcast. You can catch me on Spotify podcast, Apple podcast. Nadi, thanks for joining me on the podcast, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, Andrew is always, he's a great guy. And I, if he ever asked for me to come on, I'm always thrilled to do it. And uh, please make sure to follow him on all platforms. Bro, Nadi, I appreciate it. And follow Nadi on uh, DMV Sports Zone. Great YouTube page. Fantastic content all the time. Appreciate it, bro. Yes, sir. All right. Peace out, guys.